Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. The offense got some first downs. The pass rush got home, and the back end was covering up. Man, he finished with a pick. We finished with a couple sacks, man. That's poetry. DJ Moore has only won the ball one time this year. He's going to fake it to Fields and run it for a second time this year, and he's into the end zone. And now the Bears on fourth down and long at the plus 37. And he got the jump. It's a free play. Fields for Moore. Got him. Touchdown! Bears lead! We just lined up in a formation, and, um, you know, we try to get, just get them to jump off sides. And then we practice that, you know, each and every week. It was great execution. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Justin Fields drives. Ball hit as he delivers into the arms of Edmonds. One step closer to sealing the deal. Now, here's Kevin Powell. Welcome into another edition of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. I'm Kevin Powell, joined once again by my good buddy Mark Carmen from CHGO and WGN Radio. Carm, appreciate you jumping on the uh, on the podcast today. We've got a lot to cover. KP, it is always my pleasure. You know this. Thank you for having me. I've never been more excited about a 5-8 and eight football team. <laughs> okay, all right. We'll, we will get there. Let's start, though, with the great Justin Fields debate. Uh, there's been some stuff this week. I think it was Yahoo Sports who had a report. One of their uh, football guys talked to some front office members, some general managers, and it was, the consensus was like, you got to draft Caleb Williams. It felt like a no-brainer to some of them. Um, I think nationally that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Locally here, I, everybody's got a debate or you know something to say about Justin Fields or Caleb Williams or what they should do at the quarterback spot. But where are you at with Justin Fields, the future, Caleb, all of that? So I read Charles Robinson's report, and the most depressing part of that report is that not one general manager thinks that Fields is worth a first-round pick, and the only reason why he would be worth a Sam Darnold-type package is if some team is desperate enough to commit to the fifth-year option like the Panthers did and look at him as a two-year quarterback and not somebody they're trying out for one year. So just the thought of trading him and you get some decent haul for Justin, not obviously the haul you're going to get for the first overall pick, but that that uh, doesn't seem overly likely that you're getting a lot of value, which is not exactly answering your question. Look, you know, if I'm Ryan Poles, if I love Caleb Williams, I'm drafting Caleb Williams. Right. If I don't love Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever, then I'm going to trade the pick try to rip as you know whoever off a la DJ Moore maybe you only go back a couple of spots maybe you get Marvin Harrison Jr I you know in a dream scenario first round pick next year maybe some you know later round picks along with it and I'm and I'm staying with Justin I, I'm choosing to trust in fields here KP I don't know how you feel about it and he hasn't completely earned that but I, I'm going with the whatever you do Ryan Poles is okay with me this is a tough call that's funny I was just talking to uh just a, a buddy of mine who is passionate about all of this and has thoughts on it all, and he said the exact same thing. Because, look, we, we can continue to talk about the, the future of Justin Fields and what they might do at quarterback. I don't know. Nobody knows for sure. I mean, I've kind of leaned the whole time, like, okay, Fields, is he's, he's good. I think you can win with him. 
seeing some of the national stuff in that perspective, I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, it's hard to pass on the top overall pick pick in back-to-back years. Caleb Williams, one of the highest-rated quarterbacks out of college in a long time, maybe since Andrew Luck. It's like, do you pass on that? We all know the whole reset the clock with the contract thing and and all of that. Um, We we don't know what Ryan Poles is thinking. And, look, I think they could stick with Justin Fields and who knows. Maybe maybe the Raiders get aggressive, Carm, and pull a Panthers move like last year and trade the top pick for next season to the Bears and maybe include a Max Crosby. Something like that. Like, what if there's a team out there that is is desperate to, and Raiders would love to to build around a Caleb Williams, right? Like, there might be a team out there that might give you some kind of overwhelming offer for that top overall pick. And I don't think right now there's one definitive answer. I mean, who could possibly say that, oh, of course you draft draft Caleb Williams, or of of course you stick with Fields. I, I don't know if that answer is out there. And I know everybody has an opinion on it right now. And I think at this point, I'm kind of with you, Carmen. It's like, that's up to Ryan Poles. And it's not necessarily, I understand it might be a difficult decision to make for Ryan Poles. Maybe it's not. Maybe he already knows. But it's also not a bad position to be in, right? Like, you're either having, you either have Justin Fields or Caleb Williams next year. That's a pretty good position to be in, especially when you're a team that has shown some progress over the past month. Have you watched the movie Air? Yes. Okay. So I'm hoping that Poles will be like Matt Damon and go into Phil Knight's room and saying, watch Jordan, watch what he does. He wants the ball. He's a freshman. James Worthy is a decoy. He was supposedly the best player on the team, but Dean Smith is drawing up the play for Jordan. Like, I think that's how I would want polls walking into Kevin Warren's office saying, Hey, look, I'm trading Justin. And this is why watch Caleb here. Watch Caleb there. This is the guy. Um, yeah. Now, look, does he think, does he think that way? I have no idea, but and look here. Let's have the Justin conversation for a second. Uh, the, look, he's getting better. There's no doubt about it. And the Bears have talked about consistency over and over and over again. That's what they want. And he is becoming more consistent. He's becoming better in the pocket. And the fact that he's 8-26 and 26 as a starter is not all on him. But it is some on him. And the fact that he takes a long time to process what's going on in the field and misses guys all the time is also on him. So I just don't see an elite quarterback. That's I, I see a guy that you can win with. But I also see a guy that plays it a way where you worry about whether he's going to stay healthy. But there are pocket pocket passers that get hurt too, right? So I'm not completely out just because he likes to, you know, move around. It's just it's hard to me to think like if you really like this dude, then then you know I, I get that it's uh, a, a huge swing and you get a ton of value by trading the pick. But if you love him, hey man, you know life's about going for it, right, KP? And and I would not fault Ryan Poles if he did that. Neither would I, and that's kind of where I'm at too. And look, if he if he drafts Caleb and goes all in on that, sure, fine. Who's really going to be against that? Everything we've heard about Caleb leading up to the draft, and things change a lot leading up to drafts. I mean, even when Fields was drafted, what was it, ninth overall? We thought for sure in that draft it was Trevor Lawrence one, Fields two. Fields was the fourth quarterback taken in that draft. So a lot can change leading up to a draft. A lot of narratives get pushed out there. Um I so you know, the, Gi- Gi- the Bears traded up to eleven for to, the record to so eleven. Okay, I'm sorry. Same thing, no deal. No, but still, no. four fourth quarterback taken one for right. a while. For exactly. a, for a while exactly. there, it was pretty clear. We all thought it was Lawrence and Fields one and two. So a lot can change. So I, I think if if look the the nightmare scenario for Bears fans is this right. 
You move on from Justin Fields, draft Caleb. Caleb doesn't work out. Fields has success somewhere else. Uh, you stick with Fields and pass on Caleb. Caleb becomes an MVP quarterback, and Fields kind of is what he is, what he is now, and maybe isn't going to get any better, right? Like those are the nightmare scenarios, which seem it does just based off Bears history. It feels like whatever decision they make is probably going to be the wrong one. Um, but on the flip side of that, a, a, a dream scenario would be Caleb Williams gets drafted by the Bears a team that maybe is ascending, right? Like they've built a pretty solid roster over the past couple of years. And Caleb Williams gives you a C.J. Stroud-like season next year, right? Like that that's the dream scenario where Houston has got their guy and always banged up right now. That's the dream scenario. And I also will say this, though. If they do go the route of drafting Caleb, and I, I look, I think feel, or Eberflus done a good job with the defense. I think for the most part in a season where you've had two coaches leave and a receiver be a problem and he was traded away. I think for the most part, he's kept things uh, together pretty well at Hallis Hall. So he can make a case for his own job. We'll see what the final month of the season looks like. But if you're drafting a Caleb Williams, Carm, aren't you absolutely pairing him up with an offensive-minded head coach? Because if, if, if you draft Caleb and next year doesn't go all that well and you move on from Eberflus, it's just the same old Bears thing where things aren't synced up. Wouldn't you want your head coach and a coaching staff all kind of synced up, the the president, the GM, the head coach, the quarterback? So, yes, and it just I'm trying to jump into the mind and or just not even do that, evaluate the way Ryan Poles thinks, right? And I and I think he's just a pretty measured guy, KP. Yeah. Like even though the Chase Claypool thing didn't work out, we need help at wide receiver for the quarterback. Let me get a guy in here and give him a second round pick so I can, you know, give my QB a little bit of help here. Now that didn't work out, but it, 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 in theory, it was a fairly practical move. It wasn't like something crazy. Yeah. Same I was, thing I was with fine Mont- with it at the at the time. I'll just say that. Yeah, but yes. Right. I mean, I, I I didn't love it, didn't hate it, whatever. It went sideways. Like, and he deserves to be, you know, cracked on it because trade with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, and, and their evaluation of players is not a great idea. But then you learn from it, right? Okay, let me let me deal with the Carolina Panthers who have no idea what they're doing. Let me deal with the Washington Commanders who are not exactly all together. And logical play, let me go get somebody who can get to the quarterback that we desperately need, who we are unlikely to find uh, you know, in, in later rounds, and we don't have the luxury to, to wait around to do it. So does Paul strike you as a guy who is going to blast out the head coach and the OC and trade the quarterback and pick number one overall and, 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 and draft Caleb, new head coach, new OC? I mean, that is super bold, man. So it, it, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that he is going to be that aggressive this offseason. But, but again, he's been here for two years, so who knows? But his body of work to this point – does not strike me as a dude who's going to do all that. Yeah, I mean, the the Claypool move was a pretty bold one, and it was an aggressive one to go get Montez Sweat as well. So it's not like he just sits back. Um, yeah, and especially, look, I mean, what if they win? I don't anticipate they're going to win out, but what if they win out or win three of four? That's a pretty good finish for Matt Eberflus, right? They've won three of four now. If they go three and four the rest of rest of the way, it's a six and two finish, and then you're going to kind of blow things up. So that's a gamble, right? Like, okay, the team's making progress. Let's just run it back next year and and pass on the first pick. 
that's a that's a kind of a gamble, right? Because then what if things don't go well next year, and then you're stuck with Fields? Okay, is he not the quarterback? We passed on Caleb Williams. There also could be a scenario like maybe if they do trade that top pick, it feels like a pretty heavy deep quarterback class. Like maybe you still do draft another quarterback that you're high on. Who knows what he's thinking? But yeah, to your point, I mean, again, like it would be a very bold move if you if there appears to be real progress over the second half of this season, and then you kind of blow things up and go a whole nother route with the quarterback and the head coach and all that. I don't know, it's interesting to think about. I, I don't I don't know what he's thinking about all that. And does it feel it, does it feel more? It doesn't feel like a McCaskey move, that's for sure. This is. So I wonder how much I'm, Kevin Warren has. You know what I mean? Like how much? How different are things at Hallis Hall? Right? Like it yeah. was Ted Phillips forever. It was just total nothingness in Lake Forest. You bring in Kevin Warren. He's this competitive guy. He's been around the league. He, he wants to build a winner. Are things different? You know, are things different with Kevin Warren running the show? And I, when you go down that road, it's to me, it's interesting to think about who is Ryan Poles bouncing his thoughts off of. Right. I mean, is he sitting there with Kevin? I, I assume him and Ian Cunningham are having a ton of conversation. Uh, yeah. And then he's probably calling up, uh, you know, whoever he's tight with around the league, probably a bunch of chief guys. And just, you know, I, I would be. What do you think? What would you do? What's yeah. your opinion? You uh, know, all that stuff. I think Cunningham's his his right hand man. I, I think that's probably who, who he's doing most of his bouncing of ideas with in, in Ian Cunningham. But look, I, again, to, to the point I made earlier, they're, they have difficult questions to answer, right? But they're also in a really good spot. I mean, how many teams around the league would love to be in the position the Bears are right now, where they have cap flexibility? You've built a pretty decent core. I think, you know, they're definitely a, a playmaker or two on the front defensively from, from really being a dominant defense. The offensive line, I think, still needs some work as well. But you're in a position with, with salary cap flexibility, uh, the possibility of maybe running it back with Justin Fields. It feels better than a whole bunch of quarterbacks in the NFL. Certainly not near the top yet. Or you're in a position to draft Caleb Williams. So yes, may, may, maybe difficult questions to answer that we're, we've all been debating and talking about now for a while and will continue through the season and into the offseason. But it feels like they're in a really good position right now, Carm. They just got to check a few boxes here and hope they're the right ones. I put out the power tweet this week, KP. Best position the franchise has been in in, I don't know, forever, a couple of decades. You, the, the the thing is, you got to get it right. But if they get it right, then they're they're good. They're good. They're going to be they're they're set up, man. Yeah. We could have we could have some sustained winning success here, which would be a ton of fun. Hey, Chargers, you're going to have to dump a ton of salary. Khalil Mack coming to the coming back to the Bears, maybe. <laughs> Think Bring big, Carm. You're the you're the think big optimism guy. Kilo Mack having a defensive player of the year type season. Maybe they can get him for cheap. Bring back Khalil Mack, final piece of the defense, <laughs> impacting him and Montez Sweat. Make you sweat till you bleed, a la Mack attack. I got it. I love it. Mon- Let's go. Montez and Mack. All right. Uh, before I let you go, Bears Brown Sunday. I'm feeling I'm kind of feeling a loss here, Carm. Kind of a back to reality for this Bears team. Uh, this is a really good defense they're facing, and Brown's only favored by three. I think it'll be a close game. How do you think? How do you think Sunday's game shakes out? So I am picking the Browns, but I mean, look, uh, 
I I just watched their game against Jacksonville. J- Joe Flacco's got the arm strength that I have. Uh, it, it's <laughs> that that thing is not coming out with much. But look, uh, they lead the league in total defense, two hundred and sixty three yards a game. Their third down efficiency is tops in the league, twenty nine percent. They're fourth in the interception rate. They're tenth in sacks. Like I don't know, man. The Bears defense going up against all that. Miles Garrett and company. Um, and I know they're banged up and whatnot, but uh, big time cat influence here, man. Cat Cam Mitchell and Greg Newsom all running around here. So um, I, I got I got the Browns eking out a three point win here in a low scoring game. Speaking of cats, were you in Evanston Wednesday night for that one? I was, oh, um, and um, devastating. I it was. I, you know, like right when the game ended, normally I, you know, I'll, I'll lurk around. I'll say, I'll say goodbye to a Billy McKinney. I'll give Dave a little wave. You know, he's very focused on the post game. Just a quick wave getting on out of there. I'll give Danny Long, a, uh, you know, a, a, a pound of fist. Right. This one, I literally got up the second it was over. I couldn't handle it. And as I'm walking out, the 17 cat fans that actually showed up to this game, they were like, they were still in their seats sitting there, could not believe what had happened. Yeah. And I'm like, they lost. It's over. You can go home now. I mean, they were building a nice little resume early on, and then that happens. It's Tough. a bad loss. Bad, bad, loss. bad loss. Bad loss. Um, bounce back, demons. Classic bounce back Saturday. They'll be all right. I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll be all right. Um, okay. Well, we will continue to talk about Justin Fields and Caleb and so many decisions that this front office has to make. We'll see how Sunday's game goes. Goes. Look, if Fields looks great on Sunday against this 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 defense, it starts to change the narrative a little bit for I, I think for some people, right? Like, what if Fields looks really good against his Browns defense? I'm not necessarily anticipating that, but what if he does? There, I, I, you know, I think there's, there's a lot to to watch over the final four games here. I, I got to tell you, in CHGO Bears diehard, the people that watch that show land, yeah, they want like 90 percent of them want to stick with Fields. KP, yeah. they it, it, he has, I think. Eh, pretty significant support from the fan base right now. There's, you know, there's a bunch of people out there like he's not good enough too. But Bears what? fans, I think, want to see Justin Fields around her, which is, I, I still am kind of do you trying think, to figure. Do you think yeah, it's because ahead. the standard at the quarterback position, because I've been trying to think about this too. Like locally, it feels like this is 50-50 up for debate. Nationally, it does not feel that way. Everyone's kind of like Caleb. You draft Caleb for sure. But do you think it's, I think a lot of Bears fans just want to see Fields work out. Like they, they, I think we're close. The Bears might have found a franchise quarterback, a first round pick who might have worked out. Like we're close, and he's he's shown flashes of just incredible playmaking ability. But do you think maybe it's because the standard at quarterback is so incredibly low with the Bears that Fields has shown us some some really good stuff on the field that everyone's like, "Yep, this is him. This is the guy. This is our guy. This is our quarterback moving forward." Why do Why do you think Bears, a lot of Bears fans? Are so all in on fields. I I think it's a lot of the afraid of the unknown, right? Yeah. And Justin also has been such a first class guy off the field. Like, how do you not like this guy? He's he's you know works his ass up, never in trouble. I hangs out with his dog Uno every single day. Um, you know, he's, he's never going to embarrass the franchise, he's never going to embarrass himself. He's, and also, you know, when he's going right, his plays on the field are some of the most exciting plays you've ever seen by a guy in a Bears uniform. I mean, this is a historic running quarterback. So there's, you know, there's plenty to like here. Yeah. But I also think that 
we just haven't had a really good quarterback here ever. And so the bar is kind of low. And uh, again, if if you think that Caleb is, is, is is a generational guy, well, then you got to take him. I I just don't, we, as we've underlined a thousand times on this pod, we just don't know what he thinks. Right. Right. We will say it's intriguing. It's good stuff to talk about and to think about. That's Mark Carmen. Follow him on Twitter at the Carm. You can see him uh, daily at CHGO. If you haven't checked out Chigo yet, uh, you should do it. Good uh, good crew they've got going on over there. Carm also on WGN Radio from time to time. And NBC Sports Chicago, which I believe that's where you're recording this podcast from, Carm. Uh, yeah, we got a little, little, little football night in Chicago every now and then. Don't forget a Hot Fox 32, 620 a.m. Mondays and Fridays, KP. Great, oh, great season. Well, you are everywhere, Carm. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want my Fox 32 peeps to, to get mad that I'm not, you know, they're getting, getting love here because we all know that everybody listens to this podcast. So there we go. <laughs> I love that, Carm. You're the best. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for jumping on. Thanks, KP. And that was episode 79 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thanks again to our local Chevy dealers for sponsoring the podcast. It's all brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Justin Fields Drives. Thanks again to Mark Carmen for joining me. Thanks to Ernie Scatton for his help producing the podcast. And thank you for listening. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast. <laughs>